Hello, and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus and a very special guest. This is where we typically reflect on the weekend that was, but we are very excited to have Aaron Kimple with us from Texas. Aaron is about to kick off our vacation Bible school this Sunday morning. We are so excited to have him join us. Yes, this will go uh, June 25th through 28th, and we will talk about the different classes we have in just a moment, but it will be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at uh, 7 o'clock. We want everybody to come, if you can come, and we are delighted to have Mr. Aaron with us. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great. I'm doing so great and excited about this this uh, coming DBS. Well, we are so glad you could be a part of that with us. Uh, as we do here at Charlestown Road, we we layer all our special activities and events uh, around our theme. Our theme this year is Finish What Was Started. And so Aaron's coming up, and he's going to be teaching the high school and the adults, I Have Kept the Faith, concept that comes from the book of Second Timothy. And Aaron's going to be talking about the life of the Apostle Paul and the idea of finishing. Uh, when we think about finishing, biblically, Apostle Paul comes to our mind real quickly. And so that's some of the things we're going to be looking at and talking about. And and so, Jason, why don't you run through these topics for us? Yeah, I will just give the titles and we'll allow Aaron here in just a few minutes to kind of walk through the whole series. But this Sunday, June 25th, 9.30 a.m. is session one for everyone. And Aaron is going to be talking to us about the example of Paul. At that point, about 10 45 a.m. Our children will have actually the beginning of their children's sessions. We'll talk about that a, a lot more in just a minute. But Aaron is going to stay right in the auditorium with the biggest audience Sunday through Wednesday. And during that 1045 session, he's going to be talking about what we can learn from 2 Timothy chapter 4. We'll reconvene 5 o'clock p.m. on Sunday to talk about challenges to finishing. And then, as Roger mentioned, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, June 26th through the 28th, we'll be gathering at 7 o'clock p.m. Aaron will be talking about helping others finish on Monday, Tuesday, keeping our eyes on Jesus, and our grand finale, Wednesday, June 28th, 7 o'clock p.m., the crown that awaits us. So let's... uh kind of introduce you, Aaron, to uh, our listening audience. You've been up here before and spoken in one of our summer yes, series. Sir. But uh, first of all, you're where at in Texas? We're in Beaumont, Texas, uh, southeast Texas. We're about an you know, hour and a half uh, east of Houston, just pretty close to Louisiana. Okay, okay. Is it yeah. hot there? Oh, it is really hot right now. <laughs> I I said I wanted warmer weather, and 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 it delivered. So the Lord delivered. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, you and I have known each other a long, long time. So why don't you why don't you tell our audience a little bit about our connections? Oh, I'd love that. Now, if I tell them how long, it's going to make me feel really old, Roger. So you good with that? <laughs> why does that make me feel? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I remember, so I remember when you moved to Greenwood, Indiana, I was, I, I grew up in Indianapolis and we went to Greenwood Church of Christ and you came, you came there when I was eight, that was 1982. And, uh, so just, I, I just remember 
how you took me in from the beginning as an older brother, uh, father figure, and uh, you meant the world to me from then from then on. And uh, baptized me when I was thirteen, September thirteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Isn't that crazy? I still remember it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I remember I remember Roger. You know the sermon you you preached that uh, it was about the the voice of the Spirit says come. You went through a song. And, uh, I just, I just remember that, that sermon that you preached. And I, and that day I it was white knuckle in the pews, man. And, uh, I didn't come forward during the invitation song, but in the afternoon, I was like, mom, I want to do this. I want, I want to be baptized and become a Christian. And so we called you up and went to the church building and, uh, just little things like that. I, I remember and you know, how you, how you, again, you're just, you were always mentoring me. You, you, uh, you valued, you valued me from the moment that we met and that I'll never forget that. You're always preaching on the prodigal son, Roger. Like, why is this guy always, why is this guy always preaching on the prodigal son? But now I know why. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I remember. You know, I know you went to Purdue, and so when I, when I went to Purdue, one of the things I remember, Roger, is that you know you, you took me up uh, to meet the brethren at uh, in the summer before I went to school, meet the uh, Ted Vicky Brewer and other people up there at Lafayette, and and uh, you got me well acquainted with them and. Uh, did our did our wedding in 1996? Drove it up to Michigan to do that for us, and you, you know, just, you just encouraged never, me. Encur- you yeah, go never, ahead. You just never named any of your children after me, though. <laughs> Only the bad ones. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's good. <laughs> no, that's good. No, but you just you again just have been a great influence in my life, and you know, again, preached at my mama's funeral here a few years ago, and uh, you know, it's just those connections, and I'm going to tie that into what we're going to talk about with Paul. Uh, but making those connections means everything to, to, to our relationship with Jesus and the church and even our teaching and preaching relationships, people, it's everything. It does. It does. You know, our fellowship is tight. It's, it's very important. And that's just, that's just a value. You know, uh, as you walk us through the book of second Timothy, we'll find expressions how Paul felt about the young Timothy. And I, I think yeah. in a lot of ways it's, it's our relationship too. Now you've been preaching how long? Well, I started full-time in uh, February of 99. I preached for a year in Lafayette before that as I studied under Steve Brewer. So 24 years full-time. All right. That's a lot of sermons already. That's great. <laughs> yep. So yep. so um, this this idea of I have kept the faith, um, again, as we said, it kind of layers into our theme, finish what was started. It's easy to start things. You know, people start school or they start a diet plan or exercise or they're going to start saving mm-hmm. money. But the finishing part, that's hard. And why yeah. do you think it is so hard? Well, there's, well, there's a lot of factors to that. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, you can look to the Bible, as, as you guys well know. You can look to the Bible and see all kinds of examples of people that started well, didn't finish well. You know, uh, there's kings who, in the, in, in, in the end of their life, like Solomon and, and others, that, that they didn't turn to the Lord in their, in their older years, and they turned away from the Lord. Um, one of the things we're going to talk about in this, this study is, is Demas. Demas loved this present world. Um, he started well. In other, in other letters, Paul talked about how Demas was a fellow servant. And, you know, so there's a lot of reasons. I think uh, there's, there's distractions that get in the way. Sometimes people get in the way. We're going to talk about that from First and Second Timothy. Uh, so sometimes fear, I think Paul is trying to help Timothy with that in second Timothy four. Um, 
just the idea of sometimes we just grow weary in well-doing. And so there's, there's a lot of different reasons uh, that might pull on us because as Paul says, I fight the good fight. And he says that to Timothy more than once, right? I mean, fight the good fight. And there's a recognition of Paul that this is a fight. It's a race. And uh, so there, there are, there are things that the devil's going to throw at us to try to get us to, to, to not finish. You know, Aaron, there have been a lot of people who have lived over the last 2,000 years. Lots of examples that we could talk about uh, during this vacation Bible school. If we go down to Barnes & Noble or surfamazon.com, I mean, Paul, who lived 2,000 years ago, is not going to have the majority of biographies in the local bookstore. He's not going to be number one in the the top sellers as far as summer reads on Amazon.com. Why do you think the example of Paul is worth us in southern Indiana in 2023 spending four days talking so much about? <laughs> That's a great question, Jason. You know, uh, I, if you look at, at Paul and you think about what where he came from, you start there and you realize that here, this, he had all the Jewish pedigree. You know, he had, he had all of the, he had all of the, the family connections and the religious connections. He was blameless according to the law. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I and mean, he's the strictest of the elite, elite uh, sects of the sect of the Jews, you know. Uh, but here he is trying to kill Christians because he thinks Jesus is a, a blasphemer and a, and a false Messiah. And then he meets Jesus on the road and, and he drops all of that. He leaves all of that behind to to trade it all, trade it all for beatings, betrayals, stonings, shipwreck. I mean, read Second Corinthians eleven and all the things that he went through. Um, there's something significant that happened to Paul seeing Jesus and and seeing the risen Jesus that transformed him. You know, and and as he tells us in First Corinthians fifteen, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and 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 from that point to see what Paul became, how he, how he changed to take Christ's righteousness rather than his own, how he, how he sought to press on toward the mark and leave those things behind. And, and no matter what was thrown at him, doesn't mean he never got afraid or never got discouraged. Cause we're going to talk about examples where he needed to be encouraged. But we, what Paul went through is really some of the same things we all go through. Cause I don't, I don't think there's really any new struggle. I think it's the same struggles. And we can learn so much from the Apostle Paul. Yeah, I think it's impressive. Uh, we were using recently in the Bible class, referring to Paul in First Corinthians 4, where he said he's hungry, he's thirsty, he's homeless. <laughs> and I yeah. mean, you start looking at that and think, okay, this is yeah. when the Apostle is going through that. But one thing yep. you don't read in all that is, I quit. You never see That's that, it. and and so that that e- even though the external things were tough on him, there was something inside that was driving him, and that that's what we need to see today because. Uh, uh, it's so easy for folks just to say, well, <clears throat> it's just too hard to do this, or I've got too much going against me. I, you know, I'm the only one in my family, and so so they just want to throw mm-hmm. in a towel. But I think what you're going to be doing in this series is reminding us not only of someone who has finished this, but why we need to finish this as well and keep with this. Yeah, one of the the lessons that I am really looking forward to is your Monday night. And it it kind of flies in the face of when we think of running a race, 
I've kept the faith, you know, the the logo that we're using to advertise this special series is uh, a person crossing the finish line and you can see some other runners behind them. A lot of times when we think of running a race, we think in terms of, well, I've got to be first. I've, I've got to beat everybody else. But on Monday night, you're going to talk to us about helping others finish, which gets the focus off of ourselves, right, and reminds us that, okay, even though I'm called to run, I'm also called to be a helper to my fellow runners. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you think about Paul's last letter, which uh, you think about this second Timothy, I, I've called it Paul's swan song, and maybe others have said that as well. But, you know, I think about, I've said this a lot, but, you know, if you had, if, if you're about to die, what would you say? You know, if you're about to be beheaded for the cause of Christ, you know, you have these last moments, these last months, and whatever, how much time it, he had, what would you do with it? And so what we see in Second Timothy 4 is he reaches out to Timothy to, to I believe, encourage a, a, a rattled Timothy uh, to, to strengthen him, to lift him up. You know, because Paul's like, hey, I'm not ashamed, and here's why. I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able, you know, to get, to keep what I've committed to him till that day. And and he had that confidence. He had laid hold of Christ, and he also had others who helped him. I mean, Anastasiorus and others who were there and who had encouraged him, uh, helped him finish. Right, and so he's he's about to cross the finish line. And you know, I, I think about I think about Paul, and and I know you guys think about this too, but you think about how beat up Paul had to look in his life after all those beatings, all those scourgings, all the stonings and, and how beat up his body was. And here's this ragged old body. He's about to cross the finish line and turns back and he sees Timothy. He says, I'm going to go help him. Yeah. And, I love that. And, and you know, and in a lot of ways it, it, to what Jason just said, it wasn't that, okay, I finished, it's all over. It's almost as if yeah. he, he turns around at the very end and hands the baton to Timothy. And said, now, yeah. <laughs> now yep. my leg yep. of this race is over, but you've got a leg of this race to run. And yep. Timothy would do the same thing. And, and any of us have been in relay races. I used to do that a lot in, in high school. And you run as hard as you can, and then you hand that baton to the next person. And yep. that, that, yep. you know, that concept, that legacy is so important in the church today. It, it really is. And, and he talks about that in second Timothy two, two, in that final letter, he's like, well, I've, I've helped you now. I mean, and you're using your analogy. Now, Timothy, you hand out to the next guy who's going to hand the baton to the next guy. And so you that yeah, we're, we're going to keep helping others, you know, finish. And, and that's the value of people because there's, there's really two very distinct groups of people in second Timothy. Well, in first Timothy, there are people who departed from the faith, made shipwreck of their faith, had loved this present world. There are people who caused, a lot of problems. It caused him much harm. But then there are a whole other host of people, Priscilla and Aquila and Luke and Anesiphorus and, and Timothy and others who who helped him finish. You know, one quick thing, and I'll pass it back, is I heard Bob Owen preach a sermon one time on how to help Brother Paul. You know, and I just thought about, you know, how he talked about some of these other people in Paul's life that helped him finish. Paul did not do it on his own. Right. And n- neither will I. Or you, yeah. His Romans sixteen, where the, all those names are listed. It's like, yes, these are the people that help me be who I am. And so, uh, yes. Now, now, your very last lesson, the crown that awaits us. What's that going to be about? Well, you think about Paul, where he is. You know, those last few verses. You know, where he that we're all many many of us are familiar with. Because I fought the good fight, finished the course, kept the faith. 
henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Here he is, he's looking toward the finish line, and one of the things that we're going to think about with Paul is his desire to be with Jesus. And, and he says that in Philippians, he says it in, you know, second Corinthians to depart and to be with Christ, uh, to be absent from the body present with the Lord will forever be with the Lord. First Thessalonians four, Paul tells us what heaven, make, what, what does heaven have? Why is heaven heaven? What makes heaven heaven is Jesus is there. Yeah. And he, he is, that is his focus. That is his heart. That is his groaning. That is his desire. I want to be with Jesus. And, and I think running through this is <clears throat> just a reminder that there's there's no second place prize, there's no T-shirt for entering, there's no consolation <laughs> prize. E- yep. Either you get yep. it all or you don't get anything. And I think that's yeah. that that's the drive that we've got to finish. And I think that's so important. Amen. And you know, another thing with that, real quick, is the promises that Paul laid hold of promises. And I I believe sometimes we have Christians that. And, and they just struggle with, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. Or I don't know if I'm going to make it. And man, you know, and that's not how Paul lived. And if he's our example, I mean, that's not how we should live either. I mean, yes, we have to live for Christ and walk with him. But there's a confidence because of the promises of God that when I close my eyes, like you said, Roger, we're just walking through the door to go be with Jesus. Aaron, we'll talk about what our children are going to be studying here in just a moment. But it strikes me you're going to have in the auditorium what we hope are a whole lot of teenagers. And maybe for a teenager, it is easy to think, well, this sounds like something that I would think about when I'm much older. I've got a lot of laps still to run in my race. And, you know, the idea of Mm -hmm. keeping the faith, Paul being an older man, maybe this doesn't apply as much to me. Do you think these four days where you have teenagers in the audience, it's still going to be worthwhile for them as well? Well, absolutely. I mean, Second Timothy is written to a young man, right? So if we think about that Timothy is younger, whatever young means at that point, but he's a younger man. So a lot of these principles, all these principles really apply uh, to to everybody. But also we, one of the things we can say is that there's no guarantee, you know, that we're going to live to older age. But if we just look at the struggles that young people are facing today, the principles that we're going to talk about through all of these uh, these lessons are going to apply to, again, I know a lot of us lately have been talking about gender identity and, 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 and transgenderism and, and, the, and the Pride Month and, you know, other things that our kids are facing, anxiety. A lot of kids are facing anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. And there's a lot of things that are bullying and things like that. So we can, we can talk about those issues and we'll talk about those issues that are going to apply to them and use the same concepts that Paul was talking with Timothy about. Excellent, excellent. We so appreciate you being willing to come all the way up here and spend these four uh-huh. days with us. We'll run back through your titles here in just a moment, but let me just tip a little as far as for our younger audience, parents, grandparents with children. Each year, of course, we have a series that is being held in the auditorium for teenagers and adults uh, in mind, but we also, of course, with Vacation Bible School, have a special focus on our children, and so we are excited 
to have five different sessions for children two years old through sixth grade. If you're seventh grade on up, you'll be with Aaron in the auditorium. But children two years old through sixth grade are going to have their own special series that we've called the Doors of the Bible. And we're going to look at five different doors, the Ark Door, the Passover Door, the Sheep Door, the Tomb Door, and the Narrow Door. We've got five different age groups, five different doors, and they'll be rotating around on Sunday morning beginning at 1045 all the way through Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. If you've got kids or grandkids, we would love to have you bring them. We'll have a place where they can check in in the foyer and we'll help make sure that they know exactly where to go the doors of the Bible for our younger kids. But again, seventh grade through adults, I have kept the faith with Aaron Kimple. Roger, one more time, you want to run through that list of servants? Sure. <clears throat> so Aaron's going to start Sunday morning with the example of Paul at 930. And then what we learn from 2 Timothy 4 at 1045 hour, that evening at five o'clock, the challenges to finishing then on Monday at 7 p.m., helping others finish. Then on Tuesday at 7 p.m., keeping our eyes on Jesus. And then we'll wrap this up Wednesday at 7 p.m., the crown that awaits us. Aaron, we're really excited to have you up here. Oh, me too. I can't wait. I Thank you so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, we're so glad that you could be with us. And again, we welcome all of our listeners to come, to bring your friends. These things will be on our website. And again, we encourage you to grab these. Uh, sometimes it's good to go back through a lesson a second time after you've heard it. You, you always pick up more things, and that would be just a growing opportunity. This is just one of the many, many ways here at Charlestown Road. We try to, we try to put a banquet on the table, and we just need to come, bring our fork, and enjoy the meal God has provided through these wonderful teachers of God's Word. Aaron, thanks for joining us on the phone, and we're looking forward to having you here in person. But to all of our listeners of This Week at Charlestown Road, thank you. We would love to have you join us this Sunday, June 25th, for the beginning of Vacation Bible School. It's going to be the best day of the week. It's going to be the best few days of our summer together. We would love to have you come and grow with us.